0: Thank you. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to see some faces here, which I did not expect. Uh, and thank you very much. Even if it's only a few people, it's great. You all know the invitation came out, right I'm not responsible for that. I should say. But we are all responsible for it. So sorry about that and thank you that you made your time available. I'm just gonna give an introduction basically to what Ath is going to talk about tonight. Hello, let's first just take a quick break. Welcome. Thank you very much. Would you like to take a glass of wine? Because you must have you must have stress after that traffic. It's okay, it's okay. Is it the right it's I just don't want to shake So, in any case, I'm going to start talking uh, in the meantime. So I'll just basically give an introduction, and it's going to be very brief. I've got a number of slides that I'm going to work through, but I will speak to them to basically give our uh, uh, presenter tonight, the real presenter, the opportunity to talk about the papers, because IS2020 is our fatal attractor at this point in time. So thank you very much for that. Haha, it works. Yes. So this is the agenda. Just to say I cannot start without saying something about systems engineering. I think it's very important to me, but it's for the lecture. We've got an overview just of encoding very quick, because of South Africa, and then something about twenty twenty, and then I'll introduce out uh, after that. Good. So systems engineering. Systems. Very simple. A system is something that comprises components, but not only components. They must be interconnected. It basically is the difference between a junkyard and a an automobile. In the automobile, the components are connected, and the other is just a heap of stuff. So that's mm-hmm. not really a system. It is a system, but of a different nature, of course. But then again, it may not have the, uh, the same emergent behavior than would uh, something that's arranged. It's got interaction between the components. That's the one thing. And the other thing that's important is that you need to bound the system. And I often say that when we think about systems, the first thing we say, especially with the word engineering coupled to it, we think cars, bridges, old space spacecraft, all that stuff. Of course, that's only one element of the thing. But I often say the person itself, do you want to take the human being inside or outside your boundary? And very often, and I found you a smiling guy. He was my mentee for a time. Thanks for the privilege to be able to have done that. And uh, we don't want this factor in the uh, in the formula, basically. So once you've got the human being in, that's the unpredictable, the complex and the chaotic element. Yes. So you can decide, should the person be inside, for instance, your boundary of your system or not? Just as a very, so it makes a big difference whether you look at the computer, you have a notebook computer at your system, or the person sitting behind it included as a system as well. So you need to be on the system, basically, and the system then is in the environment. And it's very important to be responsible towards that environment, to take all the characteristics of the environment into consideration when you think and develop and define the system. And the other very important thing is, on a system, of course, it's a collection of components, so it's a sum of components. But actually, when you interconnect them, you get this integral, you actually get some emergent behavior, which is very important. So that's a system, basically. You don't need to know much more than that. Uh-huh. This is basically just to say that systems are all not only engineered systems. In fact, systems were there long before human even roamed the Earth. And systems engineering is the creation of the human. Think about it that way. I mean, that is uh, something that we created and we talk not So there was natural systems forever. What we're actually doing now, we're actually well on our way to destroy much of that. And then when the human race uh, or the human being actually came up, we started out and we've got the social systems, very complex, unpredictable in many cases. And then, of course, through our creations, we've got the engineered systems. And then you can imagine where all those systems are wind, diagrams and they overlap. They become very complex and maybe chaotic and even wicked systems when you go right to the center of, of that lot. But be as it may. Systems are uh, are ubiquitous. They're everywhere. So just to take note of that. So whether you engineer or not, what I'm trying to say is systems are everywhere. So you just may as well accept that and whatever you do, think systems. This is just some some, uh, uh, characteristics. Comprises integrated, I've spoken about that. Defined boundary properties arise from interactions. Also the emergent behavior, of course, that flows from that. It must have some function or utility. You wouldn't do something that's just not going to give any utility. It's hardly worthwhile putting money and effort or whatever into that. And then, as we said, the system utility, the integrator, must be in the integrated part, must be bigger than just the sum of the elements. It can be simple, complicated, complex, and chaotic. And it can be in any scale. Sorry, it is now just hidden behind there. It could be at any scale. There's a very nice Excel spreadsheet. Some of you might have seen it. I'm going to get to know but that actually takes you through the scales of the universe from everything to 10 to the power 27 up there, meters, down to 10 to the power minus 35, 62 orders of magnitude. And if you get to the bottom of that lot, you end up with prongs length and things like that, and string theory where energy and mass start interacting, which we understand little about Einstein so many years ago. So the questions we could ask is a string a system or not? I don't know. What well, I'm saying is, everything bigger than that are systems of some sorts, whatever. So, any scale. And the other important thing, which is also hidden there, is it a life cycle. You must consider that system because there's a certain functionality as things develop over time. Certain things go out, of, like a, t- a telephone went out when the cell phone is going in. So, technology can drive that. So a system has to be phased out, you have to understand, if you develop a system, what is going to happen in the eventuality, like a nuclear power station when you have to decommission it, what you can do with that, you do as As an example. OK, so, no big shot, Every, all of us know everything about that. So again, just in a nutshell here, to say it, system applies to different domains, as which was that Venn diagram I showed, of all sizes, we discussed that. It is a system as a whole, you must look at the integrator, the integrator of the system, you look across the life cycle, so it's got integration across the life cycle, and then it is associated, of course, with systems thinking, all this good stuff, system theory and what have you. And then, why do we do systems engineering? It's basically the first thing you'll see up there with obviously with systems engineering courses, you guys are well aware, I'll we verify something. Got that I the thing uh, that I built uh, the thing correctly, that I built it right, according to the spec. Second one, much more important, it was validating. Was the requirement, actually, but the client expect something totally different. And then, of course, we have to optimize utility of the right thing. Because every environment means that you may have to look at the thing slightly different. And you have to make sure that the thing can survive in that environment. And then the very other important thing to apply the right thing, this right thing that we built responsibly. And that is actually looking even a little bit further. That's the operations phase. The thing we have to say is don't use a knife as a fork. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, any bottle.
1: <laughs> and yes, and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, you know, but you could
0: use a knife to open the bottle of wine in desperate cases if there is a delivery problem on your course. Court. So, and then the assistance engineering is for who? Of course, assistance engineers. We know that engineers. Everyone really knows. Most important, actually, management should know that. And you guys we have to talk to management to allow you and themselves to understand it's all better, looking at is 2020, which is a huge opportunity for us lying ahead of us. Everyone needs to understand a little bit about that, and I've actually summed it up here, it's not rocket science. You don't need to be an Einstein to understand anything of systems engineering. It's a discipline, it's a way of going about life, it's having respect for yourself, having respect for everything around you, and trying to do a thing in the most efficient way, and lift the money out, efficient way in all ways. To not destroy because I'm doing this, I'm destroying something else from my day. So that's really what this was all about, my opinion. I, I won't give you the opportunity to put this okay. on that. Then I'm going over quickly to ENCOSI and really I'm going to stop very Who of you are not familiar with ENCOSI? Okay. I'm just going to, this is what we, this is our vision and stuff. I'm not going to stand still on that at all. Basically, a better world through a systems approach. Again, taking the word engineering out of that lot systems approaches. You see where we were talking about the way you think, the way you conduct, whatever you do. And the other thing is complex society. There we start getting in, not Boeings and air buses and stuff. We're talking society, the real technology. Yeah. And all these wicked problems that we could got no handle on. Uh, the next slide, basically, 18,000 members at the moment. we got got three sectors, basically. Americas, EMEA, which we're part of, Asia Oceania, uh, 35 countries, 67 chapters. Some countries have got many chapters, like the Stakes, for instance. And then you will also see this technical working groups. That's the engine of INCOSI. And that's also why the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, international workshop, the IW, you will see later on, is there the beginning of the year. That's where all the working groups come together. This year we have over 500 when we met in Los Angeles. So it's growing huge. And that's where they generate We got a huge, you could look on the website, from motor racing through to everything, of reliability, engineering, everything you want There's working groups. Many of them open, many of them are closed working groups, or some are closed working groups. The other important thing are the cabs. If we talk about the corporate advisory board, those are big companies that actually buy into Incozi, buy in the way that they actually pay a fee, a initiation fee, and every year, of course, you have to renew your your membership, so to speak. And for that, basically, you can put someone on the board. And if you've got that someone on the board, that person can actually input from your company, like an Airbus, like a Boeing, like whatever other big company you might think of, there's over 100 of them now, 103 in fact, um, to, in fact, push things in the right direction where, where we believe systems engineering should go to. And then the other important thing is we also have to have academia in our ambit, basically, and we've now got 23, that's a little bit outdated that one day. Uh, universities that actually also pay a fee to be, and then of course they're also involved in the same way They're on the board they can give directions. But a background that. I'm not standing still a lot on this, this is basically our services and products. On the left hand side there's our body of knowledge. If you look at the top in the middle there, you'll see that's our vision. There's, our, our, there's a 2020 vision, wonderful, free, available, freely available on the website. If you look at the bottom there, that's basically our journals and things like that. There's very, some very good journals, there's an engineering journal amongst them. And that comes out four times a year. Now, on the top left is our website, which is improving all the time. Uh, we know it's a bit slow from time to time, but it's there. And then, of course, the events on the right-hand side at the, at the bottom there. So. The next thing, just to point out that we've got the certification, we want to recognize the engineering for the abilities and stuff like that. Again, I think most of you are aware of that. And just wanting to say, and you've got the grades or the different levels. If you're well in gray, you can also go for the ESEP. And uh, we've got uh, uh, Sarah as our uh, numero uno uh, 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 um, ESEP at this point in time, just to say at least we do. We've got about 32 uh, CEPs at this point in time as a chapter. OK, that's it for the chapter. The next is just in cozy South Africa. OK, fine. We basically, not going to go through all the detail there. Just wanted to say to you we're about 400 members at the moment. But yes, we are pulling G's with the state of the economy at this point in time. So that's why it's important that we talk and we uh, promote this huge uh, uh, Opportunity that we have in IS 2020, which is just around the corner. And our website also is not perhaps as good as it should be at this point in time, but we've decided to basically uh, relocate it and we're going to put it on the ENCOSI website, clone it to that website, and then, yeah. So bear with us for a short while, please. Then I just wanted to say what do we do here basically, like an evening like tonight. To night. Often tonight we'll talk about uh, writing papers. Uh, we would get some good speaker or so and then we would uh, about an interesting subject and we would do that in our three branches like uh, four or five times a year in each branch. The other thing we do is like tutorials, we've had one or two, they don't have it. Often they combine with our uh, conferences, but in years when we haven't got a conference or even interleaved we would have, you'll remember you see the V on the glasses here when we were keeping force back here yeah, two years ago, three years ago we do things like that and then of course we have our annual conference which i think most of you are aware of which is a three-day four track type thing and with yeah and the jai joy thing which is very important to us at with that as well okay so then the next one yeah is why would you want to be a member i think yes I've, we've covered most of those things there is all the se professionals that you'll mingle especially if you attend events you've got all the events that you can attend you got the meetings, the webinars. There's lots of webinars, very interesting things as well, by the way. You remember, you get them. Like every month, there's something. And there's a set program. And of course, remember, even at evening, like tonight, everything, you, you earn CPD points, continuing professional development points, which if you're a professional engineer, you need to have those things so that you gain. And then, of course, we've got our range of products, which I've covered earlier on as well. OK. And then you can join, basically. The bottom line is the bottom line. Then line over here <coughs> at this point in time. And uh, yeah, there's also some small print around that, but we can discuss that over a bottle of wine. Don't want to take much time at this point in time. Then IS 2020. <coughs> if we look at our international events, I've already alluded to that. ISS middle of the year, July. And then we have the international workshops in January every year. That's just the way the cycle works. And you can understand these things must fit in together in the bigger picture. It's also a system in in, uh, in the most certain way uh, that people can have time to prepare for all these things. So this year, Orlando, this is now in July. And that's also when the call for papers will come out, just by the way you'll see later on, fall 2020. And then next year in red is our, Prize. International workshops, I just put up the first one there. There's also a MIA sector workshops every second year now. This year it will be Netherlands. That's the one there you see there. IS2020, that's the one that we were, or IW. That was what we had this year, we'll have next year again. And then the interesting thing about twenty one is that for the first time, we're hoping to have an IW outside the United States. We're looking at Europe, we're looking at Spain, or places like that in the southern part, just as a matter of interest. So that takes us to what I just wanted to say before I took this to up. This, we know, has been happening since 1990. Next year will be the 30th year of the conference. You see the 2009 in the center of that little diagram there. I attended IS 2009 in Singapore, and I was a treasurer of the South Africa chapter. And I walked around there, and I looked at this blog, and I said, hey, what about South Africa? How about a conference in South Africa? Guys, look at me and say, where are you from? (laughs) Africa. Africa. Okay. So long story short, I will not spend time on that. We can do it over a glass of wine. We had 2014, which was great for us. That was the UNIA sector thing. and Thank you for all those who participated. And now we've got 700 to 1,000 seats that we have to fill, just around the corner. And not only seats to be filled, we need lots of papers. We're looking at like 30 to 60 papers from South Africa, that's what I promised. We've <laughs> to be done. I hope not. <laughs> okay, we had no papers last year and the year before, by the way, from South Africa. So if you look at just a broad thing on the slide, on the stuff, the theme, we will be having a wide theme. There was very, very good feedback from EMEA, MIA because we couple the thing to the United Nations to the real complex problems, not the things that we understand, like building aircraft. Everyone can do that. You know, because it's most problems have been solved, you just need money. And if you haven't got money, you take, then you have to sometimes use your, your, your product line, like some of the big have to do it the So, yes. So, those are the type of things that we'll be looking at and it's not been defined yet totally and of course any inputs from you guys any thoughts or so to get a nice a nice catchy uh high level uh theme type thing would 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 be appreciated and then of course as we mentioned here because of the decline of the defense sector which unfortunately has been our stronghold in the past we need to reach out wherever we can and I'm happy tonight already. I'm seeing stuff here around us. Transnet is here. And uh, <laughs> there's just wonderful things happening around us, totally out, outside the engineering environment, all systems related. And remember the best paper of South Africa? Four or five years ago, it was from a lady who was a wife. Totally out on the, uh, what was it? It was on the uh, uh, the parks, or what have you. So the scope is up. That's then basically uh, just as okay, again not saying still a lot here, we will have having our own stuff to try and make in South Africa, it will be something that will be remembered, It's just not as far as we're concerned an IS. It's the southern tip of Africa IS and they will remember the good stuff from this country. And so they will. And I've got a long list of people that's already booking me the tickets, I can tell you now, from the States and everywhere around the world. But a thousands a lot of people. So we go on here, what the technical program, we're looking at keynotes and stuff like that on history, which we can also contribute. The number of tracks, typically eight tracks. That's what it goes does. Eight tracks. It's a huge conference. So we might reduce it if there's not enough papers, but I think we're gonna have surprise everyone. And then invited tracks, you'll see, and I specifically put that in also this afternoon for SKA. We're hoping that SKA is a huge program, international program that we're hoping is gonna also give us something to cling onto and make this a little bit special, especially from a technology point of view. And then we've got other societies and stuff that we're talking about. I don't want to bore you on that one now because just to know energy giant soil challenge, we'd like also to feature strongly there, not only for us going, doing the giant sword, but to, to show the model that we in South Africa and something like that nowhere else in other chapters so we can actually tell them how we to it. So we're looking forward. We're not having a giant soil this year. We can only have it next, because our conference, by the way, is also going to happen this year. I'm not well, I'm telling you right now, basically. And then, so that we can properly gear up for the is 2020. Mm-hmm. Also, the papers would have been in conflict, because as you know, you already have to sub-submitting papers for 2020 before our conference this year, if it had been. So we decided not to have a conference.
1: Look at this. This is the
0: keynote speakers we're thinking about. So we're we working on Elon. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and then we've also got maybe as a format we're thinking there, SpaceX. It's a lady who's the CEO there. And then Fritjof Kapra says I came up with the name on the list there, use systems think bigger than any of us can imagine. That's real, real big stuff. So one well, never knows, let's have a look. And then of course we've got local people, you'll see there, we've got Bernie up there from uh, this Sky. Yeah. And so various others as well. Gerard Swart. And AC also and has, the, a, or Encosi, that's behind the uh, icon there. Incozy also has a list of backups, but we don't want We don't to use the backup. We want to be proud. We want to get people that originated from our country over there. And you know that Elon is planning to get Tesla and our here is next, next year November in South Africa. So who knows? Okay, challenges. Just have to quickly just probably say this, this is very important. The fees will not be 6,000 rands. It's going to be, I said 19.5, I just did a rough calculation. So, but it will be something closer to 20,000. It is an international conference. I can tell you one thing if you look, I get from time to time, I get in, in, uh, emails promoting conferences. You go to any of these, they all cost 20,000, 25,000 So uh, we've we just been spoiled, basically. Uh, but just bear in mind, we are. We, that unsticking goes the Africa Conference and this, so just bear that in mind. And of course, you don't have to go overseas. So that's the total. Of course, there's still accommodation if you are not in up but nevertheless. And then the other thing is, I mentioned that because we had huge support from our paint industry, and unfortunately, that's not so uh, uh, rosy at this point in time. But then again, there's lots of opportunities. Forget about the challenges, but we have to bear them in mind. We can never, never forget about them. They're always going to be knocking at our door. We've got chapter's share of the conference proceeds, so if we make and don't make a profit in non-profit organizations, we can make a surplus. And if we have a surplus there in South Africa chapter will get a certain percentage of that. And that we're happy, we've decided as a chapter to plow that back to supporting people to supporting papers for example and stuff like that. Remember we're not organizing this conference, it's in Cozy Central, we're only giving support. So I'm talking here, I'm not arranging anything like with the 2014. We are only supporting. And then there's chapter reserves, which we had from 2014, a hugely successful conference in almost every uh, manner you can imagine. And then even South African tourism, when I went and we negotiated with the ICC, they said to us but tourism actually gives money to support tourism to South Africa. So we got funding. There' quite substantial funding that we can apply as well. So wonderful. There's things we don't know about. We don't arrange these things. Then there's attendance boosting. We're looking at joint events with other societies, as all those things, maybe tracks, radio astronomy track. Sponsorship, anger sponsors, we have to look at that. And of course, we have to look at local sponsors to the best that we can. And then, oh, basically tourist attraction. And we'll never forget that, because that's part of the parcel that we're selling to people, is that when you come here, make use of that. People say to me, but will my company pay? Say, think about it slightly like differently. Maybe you tell them I'm going on holiday any case family, like because I always wanted to go but I never managed to get to Africa. So I do that and then I ask the company, would you just pay my fees for the conference? System solution. Okay. No, but as a thought, don't just always think I must be you know, why must everything I, you know you invest something for yourself as well sometimes, you know. And people do go on holidays. What's wrong with South Africa? And just aligning it with Cape And now they say it's winter. I say, hey, best time of the year for Kuba National Park, by far. There's always a solution to any challenge. OK, so then what can we do? Local promotion, which I'm part of as you're doing here now. Papers, tutorials, panel sessions. Chapter liaison, we need a liaison. I may not be that. I'm treasurer of Minkosi, so I've got conflict of interest. So we've got kuba now with the President elect for the South Africa chapter will be doing that, and I'll be supporting him in the background. Technical program chair, we need something like that, so that we can keep. And then also, we need technical reviewers. We've got many reviewers in South Africa that can do a high quality that can assist in reviewing the papers. And then the conference, we got uh, obviously delegates and presenters. Sorry about this thing in the space here. Master mm-hmm. of ceremonies, we need, we can pr- propose that. Thank you, Gerard. I don't know how to get. <laughs> And then, oh, you can just. Oh, okay, I don't mind. Ha! Okay. I'm not assisting <laughs> you. And then, of course, we can give some support here. Just go past that quickly. Sorry. Donkey, thank you. Okay, I'm not going to stand still. We have to look at you. The only thing i want going to say yes, we have got government. We have to look strongly at government. Because what we're talking about here, we look at our themes, we look at high level, at our wicked problems in our country. It's got enough of them. Not only our country, the world has got them. But we also have them, and so we'll be addressing that. So we're looking at various stuff which I've covered. We've got uh, the value proposition. And this I'm not going to skip over now. I had a presentation to SKA, but just to show you this is a type of marketing we're doing now here. This is a huge thing. And then this one here as well, just to say what they can do. We can think of tracks. Just think about rfi it's one of the biggest issues radio frequency interference of course and that could be a very interesting topic maybe for a tutorial okay just for papers, i will now be introducing Ad, very briefly on the enclosure website if you look at the 2019 that's the next picture you'll find all the stuff there every year is the same sort of stuff and you if you want to know what sort of papers have been done, things like that. What the formats and stuff—it's all there. You can have a look at this. We'll distribute this after the time, so you can have a look at it. That's the web page, basically for 2019. This afternoon when I logged it in, 114 days left. Okay, and that's it. So we can discuss this over a glass of wine. I'm not stealing much time at this point in time, and your time for that matter. So our guest speaker for this afternoon for this evening is art and the occasion was specifically arranged <clears> to <throat> say let's boost boost paper writing for the, for the IS 2020 so there were third motives and thank you for coming and listening to this because I've seen lots of papers coming in that's great stuff. but I'm not going to look at all but there's so many things. I reduced it as much as I could. It's still it's still too much to even show. So looking back at, at his degrees at the top there. Uh, independent lecturer, and that's actually, I think, how we know out for all the many, many, many years. That's the second bullet that you got there. And he's got project management courses in, you know, at the Business Leadership School, uh, postgraduate at the GSTM. Toria, he does lots of in-house training. He's done lots of overseas training and stuff like that. And uh, he's also with a PMI. It's great stuff because INCOSI and PMI are driving together very well at this point in time because we actually have to live together, we share the same space. And also, thank you very much, At and myself were at at, uh, Denver in 2010, and us walked up to me and said to me, you know, because those days I was still doing the review of the paper. Papers and well, do I know about things like this? He said to me, you know, I'm happy to assist. I said, I'm here again with big heart. And we actually Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you. I nearly did. I said so So but so it just shows you. so we meet, so things happen. He came to me and said I said this like what is this like? And that happened in Denver a lot yet. So it shows you attend these international conferences, wonderful things happened there. Twenty-nine in Singapore was because twenty twenty, and so I will tell you many stories. Okay, and that has been the reason twenty fourteen is not in there. Is because we had Imiasek, and I took a bit of a sabbatical uh, and that year, we, and so that is why, for sure. And uh, yeah, up until last year. Thank you very much, I for that. And then I also did lots of stuff, you know, journals, obviously, and also when it goes to our local chapter and some uh, things, articles, and papers, he used to do that us. Thanks for that as well, So with that, I'm saying no more. I yours. Thank you. Sorry, this is not- <laughs> Yes, that's it. Today must be Okay, I'm going to show
1: you. Ladies and gentlemen, want to talk about killing writer's block or how to write the conference paper. Science and engineering as a profession can only advance if we have an open, transparent interchange of ideas between practitioners. Ideas, concepts, best practices, principles, etc. Et and the instrument to do that, of course, is a paper papers are the lifeblood of any profession. Without that, the profession dies. And it's crucially important. The paper, however, will only get published if it survives, and that's the correct word, a paper reading process. And that paper reading process is done by peers, guys like you and me. The paper reviewer leads to, number one, scrutinize the content, number two, Verify that it has merit. And then number three, certify that it is publishable, that it has adequate uh, quality. So that plays a very important role. I'll be talking about papers, I'll be talking about paper review process, and I'll be talking about writer's block and how to do that as well. With a small group, if you've got a question, stop me. Don't wait until later on. Let's keep this as a discussion. Writer's block. A psychological inhibition. That's important. It's a psychological hang up. Preventing an author from starting or proceeding or finishing to write. That's what the dictionary says. Everybody that I know circles with writer's block. It's a very common thing and we need to master that. That's what I am to about. There's a wide spectrum of possibilities and I'll be talking about some of them. On the one hand, we have presentation only. It's a paperless paper. The problem is that this cannot be reviewed because that means nothing to review. The international suppression of INCOS does have presentation only track, but it's not in the proceedings. INCOS, South Africa, we've never done that because you can't review it and you cannot. it often becomes a commercial breach. The second opportunity or we'll thing is the conference paper, I'll be talking a lot about that. And then on the other edge of the spectrum is a journal paper. This is completely research based, but research you can't publish it in a journal. And I'll be talking a little bit about that. The stuff I want to talk about is really the conference pa- papers, and a little bit about the general papers. As you move down that spectrum, the originality increases. If it ain't original, you're not going to publish it in the journal. The formality increases, the type of language that people use, etc., and the citation, and of course, citations. Yeah, you need lots of them. Presentation needs none. Conference paper, of course, does general even more. So, I want to talk about the criteria of writing a paper, or rather, when papers will be accepted. And I'm basing this on IS-2019, that's been published, one of these months, the IS-2020 paper evaluation criteria will be published, I presume Mm -hmm. it will be identical. And the first point is obvious, a paper should advance the systems engineering body of knowledge. It doesn't do that. What do we mean with the body of knowledge? Dictionary. The complete set of concepts, terms, standards, activities, in other words, structured knowledge, that defines a professional domain. And then the second part, the practitioner is certified to have mastered that body of knowledge. That's of course what CCIP does, the uh, certified system of engineering profession. So that's what it's all about. It continues, the paper should address or have a clear connection to systems engineering. Interesting one, a paper that is only concerned with other areas, for instance, software development, project management, is not acceptable. That's debatable. I don't think it's fair. Number one, the boundaries of systems engineering are very fluid. And number two, without project management, you probably no systems engineering. Number three, what systems engineers are wanting to know. What systems engineers are wanting to know. Apologies, <laughs> <laughs> What systems engineers are working on it today is what the software people did about 10, years they are leading by us. far, hence, say, if it's the they don't to go there. The paper content should be usable, obviously, advanced systems engineering, body of knowledge, sufficiently complete to understand the paper's use, and then should include sufficient supporting information to enable the reader to assess the effectiveness of a paper position, all according to those paper evaluation criteria. A paper should not be used for the promotion of any commercial product or interest. Mm. That's a very uh, sensible And even though the fact is worth of that, going to we accept. Should not promote or voice an opinion Mm. on political or religious matters. Mm. Ecos does have a religion, but that's called systems engineering. Paper should not have be been previously presented to EUCOS. Yep. And then, if the material has been previously presented, they should be noted. That's very strange. I presume they mean if it hasn't been, pre- if it has been presented at non-EUCOS events. for let to say that. Yes, probably. Uh, the question is: <laughs> Does this paper provide usable systems engineering information? Novices or well senior practitioners. Does it provide insight to enable the balance here? Authors cite all sources used, important. To support assertions, arguments. Help readers find more information, check it out. Give credit to other authors whose work is used. I am a dwarf, but I'm standing on the shoulder of giants, hence yes, I can see much further than the earth giants. That's the idea with following lots of other authors to help avoid plagiarism. Now when you're talking about journal papers, the best journal for systems engineering papers you can buy at the CNA at the end of each month. It's known as Mad Magazine. Particularly <laughs> <laughs> to Tom Martin. Yeah, May I show these guys something? You're uh you are almost asleep. Yeah. <laughs> the inventor. <laughs> He at the novelty company. And here is this guy, man. He is very proud of himself. He's in systems engineering that workshop of his. And he says, Ah, at last I got it! The most original novelty gun to ever hit the mark. And he is very proud of himself. And he says, wait till the boss sees this. I'll get a raise immediately. Why? He might even give me a percentage of the stock he shares and he marches to his boss. And he walks into his office and checks that boss. And he says, sorry to barge in on you like this Jesse, but I've just invented a novelty gimmick 20 years ahead of its time. here he says, watch." And he pulls the trigger, doesn't make a noise, but a little flag comes out and says, "Bam," And the boss checks that out check his face. And he checks him again, and you can see this inventory, his self-confidence is diminishing rapidly. And the boss opens his mouth and says, ah, ah, you got me, pal, flop. And then he says, you're fired at beast here. (laughs) (coughs) All these guys are loud (laughs) enough. You can tell them. Permission granted. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Examples, this is straight from the call for papers of typical copies of papers. Insights into the development, application, and evolution of existing or new systems engineering processes. For example, if you think about traceability. Traceability in systems engineering is really limited to requirements traceability. But if I have a requirement here that I can trace up or wherever it goes, who is actually going to do something about this? There should also be a trace to the activity in the work background structure. And from that an activity, who's responsible, what's the budget, what's the schedule, what's the status. Traceability over much wider. that would be a great topic. Domain-specific application of generic principles, concepts, processes or methods and, and, and radio astronomy, certainly in the, in the earlier days, that was a domain-specific application of engineering principles. Refinement of existing principles, enabling an expanded view of or new insight into existing applications. In this is orange. Methods of analysis, modeling of customer needs and requirements. We use things like core and model-based system engineering why can't comp- the logic of whether something is a requirement or not is fairly straightforward. We can define it. Why isn't that built in Core, for example, model based system engineering tools. Techniques for applying existing concepts to uh, automation of specific systems engineering tasks processes. This is interesting. Recorded observations that indicate the need for new processes that or your understanding in the application of systems engineering. You know, Andre is getting story. He found out this thing. And you know, everyone is about this. Why shouldn't that become a process in systems engineering? Yeah, for example, recorded observations which triggers research. Insights, techniques for applying and new standards, <laughs> these things come out, how are we going to apply? So, Specifically techniques for measuring project performance against the project plan, requirements of the schedule, almost pure project management. Application of new principles concepts. Innovative approaches or applications of principles. Practical experience, insights into selection, implementation, Use of tools. That's important. Without those tools, we can't do things we need to do. Specific techniques assessing the effectiveness of an existing modified new process using capability maturity models. Clearly, the value of systems engineering processes depends on the team that's actually using it. Now, what is the capability of that team? And without that capability, how do we measure that? And that's where the whole concept of capability maturity was anti started in software in the 1990s, important. How do we use that systems engineering? Breakthroughs in obtaining executive management support, understanding of systems engineering principles and how those breakthroughs were actually achieved. Good question. At about the same moment of time, the Pebble Debt modular reactor started and the SKA cut and then beer cut and then the SKA started. Once it was stopped, Pebble Debt. Why did that fail and why did the SKA be so well? What's the difference? What can we learn from that? Again, we're not doing this kind of research. We should. Hmm? Ah, one Tuesday morning on Easter Island, way out in the Pacific, and you may remember, these guys have these huge statues of heads of people, and there you can see two archaeologists walking up, and this guy says, it's my belief, Favism, that these statues date back to the Ice Age, which is a long time ago, and they stand there and they start digging up. And they think, man, and they think that's what archaeologists do. <laughs> and the guy says, You may be right, Dr. Quirty. Check that family name, of he's Quirty. And yeah. <laughs> the call for paper also says what a paper should not do. Purpose should not be to train the audience in the application of a proprietary tool we have tools for that, tutorials, don't do that in the conference paper. The paper should not be a review of or reference to any particular part or all systems engineering. There is a place for reviews, it's very valuable, but that's a journal paper. It's not a conference presentation, conference paper. should not represent a clear case of conflict of interest. The paper's content obvious, should advance the systems in body of knowledge, substantive, logical, yeah, should back up assertions with support of data, should be effectively conveyed to integrate key concepts. It's not only the written part of the paper, it's also the presentation that's also important. So, why write a paper? It's difficult. There's a lot of work in it. It's not an afternoon's work. So why on earth would you want to write a paper? And the key point is the author is the guy who benefits most. You who's writing. By far uh, the biggest uh, beneficiary thereof. Why? Important, finalizing, close out the project's learning process. We've been working on this project for two years, mm-hmm. I'm now going to get a new task, but before I start that, I should just look back and consolidate and formalize and learn the lessons, close out the learning process. We don't do that, but that's by far the best tool. This is what Benjamin Disraeli said, the best way to master a topic is to write it out. Yes, I've always thought it is to start teaching it, and that's true. But this actually is a stronger one. Mm-hmm. Create an objective CV independent from your employer. So I've been working for this place for 10, 15, 20 years, and everybody knows me. I'm the expert on this, that, and the other. People know me. Now, for some other reasons my journey separates, and I need to go to a new place. Nobody knows me. And I can say something on my CV, but nobody believes me. If you've published papers, that's objective evidence of what you've done, what you've learned, what you can convey to, the, uh, to your new employer. Important. Raise your professional profile, similar to the one we discussed a minute ago. Obtained immense satisfaction. You may not believe it, but it's yours. You've done it. But, hey, that's perfect. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Another visit to the doctor's office. And here is this doctor sitting there, man. Check that nose of his. And there's this guy walking in. he says, Something very strange has happened to my head, doctor. He says, watch this? And he has a, a dart in his, in his, in his hand, in his head. And he puts the dog in his mouth, his little, little finger there. And goes like this with his head, with his finger. And whoop, he pushes his head and it sort of collapses inside. And as that happens, out goes the dog. And you can see it sort of goes back to its original position. And it's back. Man, this is wonderful. I say, well that's a doctor. That's Freddy here, huh? Right? And there's the doctor. Something about the paper heating <laughs> process. Um, it's crucially important. This is the quality assurance of the paper. That might peers. I've said this before scrutinize the paper content, verifies the paper's merit, certifies the paper's publishability. That's important. And here are some models that are used for pre publication paper reviews. There's also a post publication. Publication paper review. It was a landmark paper 10 years ago, and perhaps it's worth our it. while well, just to look at that again. And was it correct and how was it
0: implemented?
1: And that's post publication. We're only talking about pre publication here. There are really three models that are used. The first one is open review, it means the author knows the reviewers and the reviewer knows the author. That's what it says there. The author knows who the reviewers are, reviewers knew who the author is. Increased transparency, everybody can see it. Reviewers might be prone to bias, either positive bias or negative biases. see? he's an expert on the top. If he wrote it, it must be good. And it should pass. Or the other way around. Then we have single blind review. This is a very complex, actually the most used one internationally. There the author does not know who the reviewers are, but the reviewers know who the author is. So it's blind and only one version. The reviewer may provide an honest opinion without the fear of the effort. And that's important. These things happen. You read lots of novels on, you know. Yes, that kind of issue. <laughs> the reviewer's comments may be overly harsh or critical. He doesn't know who the He's blind, sir. The reviewer may uncover and then unfairly use commercially sensitive competitive information. It happens, but it's not a big issue. The reviewer may launch or continue with a personal index. Don't put it on the profession that <coughs> these things happen. And then we have the other line. Author doesn't know the reviewers, reviews don't know the author. And that is almost the gold standard With Coast South African conference. We have tried to do that and we're not far from actually doing that quite nice.
0: The review may focus purely
1: on the research, the personalities are out of the issue. Personal bias is reduced, he doesn't know who guy is. Personal attacks cannot happen because you don't have this the author. Difficult to manage because there needs to be an intermediary with the author submits a paper, it needs to be anonymized and then sent out to the reviewers. And when the reviewers come back, it needs to be anonymized and then they yeah, are a little bit of In a small community, you the is might easily be unmasked. Man, I'm a reader, and this is a paper on the radio astronomy. That must be the SAA. And with all this guys writing about the and commission. That must be Lord Richard Murrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's all community, and of course that's true for South Africa as well. Review of feedback. <laughs> Play <between personal. laughs> Important. A paper review is not an exercise in punishment. The idea is that the reviewer provides an objective, second opinion, constructively, so that the author can improve the quality of the paper. That's all. You're not going to punish yourself. Before you become an author, you first need to become critical reader. Read papers. See how they're structured. See how people make their assertions. See how things get uh, or, or, or justify or so, critical reader, John, your mother is not a critical reader. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Isaac Asimov said about it, he knows about these things, rejection slips, paper reviews or other feedback, however tactfully phrased, are cuts into your soul, f by a thousand cuts if not quite inventions of the devil, but there ain't no way around. It's the only mechanism we have, if you're right at the edge of, 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 of the knowledge where there are boundaries, how do you check the quality of that? And that's reviews. good. Clear idea, man. It's a major issue. Guys, write stuff and you read this and you have no idea. what he said. That is the word. I say. Clear, uh, so the dictionary says, easily understood, free from doubt, confusion, ambiguity, misunderstanding. That's cool. very easy to have. You don't want. It. And this is what Goethe said: If you want to, if you wish to write clearly, you should first be clear in your own thoughts. And if you haven't got that, you're going to have a hard time writing anything. It's, it's the old, the old, uh, the lift, uh, whatever the lift phenomenon. In other words, you enter the lift going up to the first floor, and you, ah, here's your boss or some guy in the company. And you have got for seconds to tell you what you want this is all about. And it's a 30 second test. That's the kind of stuff you need to be absolutely clear about. Mark Twain said, I never write Metropolis. Because I didn't get the same meaning for city. I never write policeman because I can get the same value for cop. Keep it simple. Word economy. Now, of course, we use technical language, but word economy. Keep it simple. Say what you mean, mean what you say. All same. Uh, it, it's difficult. May I show Oh, yes, using Thank you, sir. Yeah. He's the article. And this guy has been practicing for years, man. And he says, Look, I can kick my hand. And he shows Good. it. He says, But you can't do that. And he says, Oh, yeah, you should it. He says, I think I'm worth that word. <laughs> says, and this happens for all the doctors. So I want to say a few things about uh, the journal paper. And I've got some practical experience on this, which I'll share with you. It's, uh, it's painful, but you can do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> In May 2015, I submitted a paper to the Journal of Systems Engineering called the Life Cycle of a Requirement, Revisiting Validation and Verification. And Jacob, yeah, this So, resubmitted submitted it a year later. I renamed it Unscrambling the Concepts of Validation and Verification. What's the problem with that article? A good friend of mine, I showed it to him in the on and said, What are you thinking of? What you say is that everybody else is you. You don't think I said what I That makes it true. So so I said, look at it. January this year, the critical evaluation of the mental and reasoning models underlying validation verification. No, 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 no. Problem here, problem there, problem. And yeah, I'll be right. I'll say, look it. (laughs) Because (laughs) this is what happens. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. I don't think it's intended personally, but uh, now, As a tip, just to show you how these things get done. Uh shift this in one. Okay. Anyway. The the f- to hey? the hey? the yeah,
0: I'm not gonna apply that. Okay. Anyway, that doesn't really matter.
1: The yeah. first column is what the yeah. reviewers say. And the guy says This paper contributes to systems engineering community by defi- refining, defining the difference between validation and verification. Knowing the difference between these keywords is very important when trying to sell a system, product, or component to a customer. And I said, That's my answer. Thank you, sir. guy says, Publish. Second guy says, Ah, 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 ah. In my opinion, the paper had no contribution. <laughs> and I have a long story, but I have a I'm not saying that you're an asshole or something, but you you And, and yeah, thing. it continues like that. And it says, attempting uh, to grasp the differences, and there's an answer. This is a great to Please remember when you do have videos. As a covering letter, have something like this so that the guy doesn't have to go back to these records, what are they saying and why. Word for word what he said and your answer. Great to But
0: uh, it ain't easy. I still understand. You're right. right. So you submitted the paper the first time and you got the reviews back from the new yeah. And then it was your answer submitted
1: with your second Yes, yes, yes. So this is a covering letter, really, to the, to the UK. Of course you are you're to not do you, know, you just peel away. Right? Yeah. Um, and remember, it's the all way. It's not a reviewer's aspect. The reviewer can recommend that you do this, that, or the other. They can't tell you to do it. Of course you do do it. Yeah. Like yeah. it's <laughs> published. But, uh, that's you're. Now just to say something about the research-based. Uh, systems engineering, also in South Africa. Key point, systems engineering is a standards-driven profession. And here are the standards, you know as well as I do, 15288, ISO 26702, which is the old IEEE twelve twenty. how do you do systems engineering? All of these, it says that in the title, have a long bunch of processes to perform. Uh, here you can see 1528, it's got 30 processes, all of them listed there, and the four process groups, integration, verification, transition, that, etc, etc. Okay. Now, there's an assumption behind this, and it's an important assumption. So there's a product, this can be a manufactured product, it can be a developed product, doesn't really matter. What we're interested in is how can we assure the quality of that product? What does quality mean? Doesn't satisfy the stakeholder requirements. If it does, that's quality, else, ain't no quality. So, how do we do this? Well, obvious way why don't we inspect or test this product against those stakeholder requirements? And that's a great way of doing it, wonderful. And we'll find out does it have quality or not. What's the problem with that? The assumption is you've got a product. It exists. You can measure it. Now, what about something? If we wait until then, it's too late to find out that this poor product. It's much too late. So that's not good enough. And that's of course the old assumption that quality people taught us in the nineteen twenties: focus on the process. The product doesn't drop from heaven and all of a sudden it's here. It is the the result of a process. And the quality of the process determines the quality of the product. What do we do? We select an appropriate process, we tailor it, customize it, and then we control the hell out of it, statistical process control. That's the assumption behind all of these standards. To put that in words, the quality of the product is determined by the quality of the process used to generate that product. Nobody talks about it, but that's the assumption. And that leads us straight into the problem of a proxy. What's a proxy? The authority to relate someone else often in voting. Somebody who acts on your behalf. What's the problem? Rather than managing quality, which is really what we're supposed to do, we merely comply to the best practice processes defined in this time. On the assumption, if we do the processes, quality will be perfect. See, it's a very logical thing, it's intuitively correct.
0: Hasn't ever been
1: that this is the case. And um, that's the question, is there any objective evidence obtained by empirical research that the process approach to systems engineering, as defined in best bracket standard, actually delivers the proof quality? And I don't follow the literature completely, but I don't remember that I've ever seen a paper even talking about literal proving this. There's a very fertile field for lots of PhDs and master's degrees it's a a, big issue. So we've got the product and we say, man, we, we can't respect that, let's focus on the process. To use different words, the product is often known as the created system. Equipment, software, people, operators, mechanics, the created system. The process that creates it Is known as the creating system. People like you and me. Plus models and computer software and borrow things and test whatever. Creating system. And what we say, we're going to focus on the creating system. Which is fine, but just remember one thing that's a social system. It's not an engineering system, it's people. It's a people based system, a social system individuals and culture, how they interact, which means that research in systems engineering is social science research. It's not like physics and chemistry where you do experiments and hypothesis and you test it and yeah. Social system research, which is what systems engineering is all about. The, 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 the a very common research approach is what's known as post factor. Which is Latin for awful fact." And in words, it's really this: an exposed factor research design studies what has really happened. History. It luckily turns out that one project did use the systems engineering techniques, and another did not. Both projects being similar, comparable, starting before the research study started. Stopping. And now we look at the difference in outcomes between those two projects. And if there's a difference, we describe that to the processes that we use. Uh, Be careful. Be careful. Be very careful. The most one can conclude from an ex-post-factor research design is that an increase in product quality tends to be associated with the use of systems engineering process associated, linked, but it's a a weak verb. The stronger version would be correlated. If we use more processes, the quality goes up or down, or you could correlate. Even, that's much stronger than associated. But of course, the key point is, even if you were to have correlation, it doesn't prove causation. Cause and effect. And that's really what we'd like to know. How do you research that, how do you prove that? It's mm-hmm. a major problem, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what I'm saying about it. It's a lot of research to be done. Costumes, right?
0: Here's the cost. Yeah, the It's no? good.
1: Now it's being beautiful, You start to understand them now. <laughs> Please continue. Look, and here is this guy, man. The ship sank about two hours ago and he made it, man, on this huge Pacific Ocean island. He's made it by the sphere' teeth. And there you can see the flotsam, the wood how we got to the island. And, man, he's right in there. He's right in there. It turns out just before the ship sank, he, he happened to visit the bridge and he noticed the longitude and the latitude. And he says there, maroon, latitude, longitude, same ship, and he signs it and he seals it in the bottle, puts a nice fork on that, <laughs> 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 and he launches it. And he's waiting man You can see there's his lunch, the, re- the remnants of his lunch, and his breakfast, and yesterday's dinner, and he's sitting there and his yeah, hands any day. longer. And he's much older now. he says, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yes, what can you say? (laughs) I want to to just uh, make two uh, extended quotations, which are all interesting. The comfort with which ISO 15288, which is really the backbone of systems engineering, can be accepted in a given context depends on cultural dimensions, social system, such as The manner in which instruction is given, is that command by specific action? Step one, step two, step three? Or is that command by intent? I think we should investigate that and give it more attention. Communication, is that specific and detailed? Open or general? The manner in which people normally work together, is that collegial or master-servant? You'll be surprised how much master-servant is still around the professions. The attitude to availability of information, is that shared or is it closely guarded, you know, for political ammunition? Means of dealing with problems, are we apportioning blame lecture, or generating solutions? Because Sorry, it's I, the assumption here that the second one isn't there, right? The one that maps. To I'm, I'm to a leaving egg? that to your own <laughs> insight, sir. <laughs> <right>. No, those <laughs> are just uh, uh, extremes on our spectrum. Okay.
0: And and you okay. know it would be interesting actually to to actually out what type of culture is closely. Better. So how do we measure a
1: culture? And, yeah, but those are great research questions. That's the point. These dimensions differ across national contexts. Ethnic concepts, industry context. And this is, I'm quoting a guy called Tim Ferriss from IS 2016 Cross-cultural issues. Somebody else said, work on software development methodology. And I'm using software as an example. They were there before (laughs) systems engineers were. Must undergo profound transformation. It should renounce its current reliance on fashion, political style, propaganda, turning instead to a serious scientific endeavor based on theory, experimental validation. As in politics, more accurately, bad politics, the emphasis currently is not on substantial solutions to our problems, but on slogans, propaganda, emotions. He continues. Ideas are not presented through careful discussions of pros and cons, but marketed like brands. And they are spread by gurus delivering the holy word. I'm one of those gurus. Sorry. <laughs> These are signs of immaturity. The software engineering discipline needs to become adult. 2012. See, that the software engineering method and theory. That's equally important we need a research, and a research papers and journals to sort out these problems. Who do you want to of research is
0: only like collecting data, collecting data from passing, long-term existing processes. So when you're actually trying to change the system, you've got no research back up because you're trying to bring in something novel.
1: So the bias of Open mindedness us, well, how do you convince somebody to change the way of thinking, this is what I said? Absolutely. That's yeah, it, wrong. the problem. A paper publisher, you're writing something which is novel. Yeah. It's not going to get accepted because people don't understand it was not waiting for so that. Especially if it's as far beyond the kind of state we are as, as we really should get anyhow. Absolutely. 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 A few words about the writer's block. So, the point I was making is there's a very fertile field for research and journal papers, you know, which are based on that. Writer's block does not exist. Its real name is procrastination. <laughs> What's that mean? Near <laughs> yeah. tomorrow, right? Today, tomorrow is another day. Oh. Why? I'm afraid of producing bad work. I don't to make sure I've I'm paralyzed by the imagined opinions of how to be readers. What's that kind of say? I'm not yet ready to commit to the task. And this is it. Remember we said? The writer's block is a psychological inhibition. And this is one of the keys of that. Another one is perfection paralysis. It's got to be perfect. It's so absolutely not. I write nothing until I can exquisitely phrase brilliant ideas that will be loved by every person who reads them. Which means I write nothing. Now, write. Start writing. You can always edit the back on and improve And then the paper review will also help you to improve you know, it. But start doing something. If you wait for this, you ain't going to do nothing. Some people say, you never edit whilst you are writing. I'm not sure I do that. I always edit as I write it. But uh, yeah, this is what some people say. This guy said, write it down. Take chances. It may be bad, but it's the only way you can write anything really good. You've got to start somewhere, and then prove it. Don't wait until it's perfect. You'll never get there. This is the best uh, solution to, to, to write writer's block. Solve it to ambulanto. Solve it to, to put that in parentheses. The problem will be solved by walking around. Walking on your own. And your mind starts working. You think out all these ideas and check them out and think about this. For me, it certainly works very well. Don't take anybody wrong. You talk to yourself once, you, you shout at yourself. Don't take dogs along because they sniff in and then Your whole thinking process is undermined. Under but this is a very, very good tool. Friedrich Nietzsche. Nietzsche said, Never trust a thought that occurs indoors. <laughs> he says, All truly great thoughts are conceived while walking. And there's a lot of truth in that. Fuck the show, I have We're running
0: yep. on <laughs> to <It's laughs> the
1: doctor's <office. laughs> And there's the doctor waiting for customers to leave really his status code around. And this guy comes walking, check those toes, man. Joyce? Check idea. Check idea, And he says, Doctor, a very strange thing happened to me during the night. He said, and he sits down, check how he crosses his feet, and he lifts his hat, and oh, there's a flower growing right from his head. I like, this. it's very weird. And the doctor, i he's have seen this before, man. Check that. time and he says, So you got a flower growing out of your head. What's so strange about that? Oh. And the guy squeezed his <laughs> nose and just out into a jet of water. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> yes. And that's all I'm going to say. Are there any questions on anything I've said? I've tried to first of all discuss what the paper is what the criteria are and how it gets evaluated. I've discussed the paper review process. I've made the point, conference papers are easy. Journal papers are a damn side more difficult. It's based on the original research, but we need them. And then I said a little bit about killing the writer's block, stop walking around. It's a very good tool. Are there any questions? Yeah, John. University you know, got tools for checking your Yes, sir. How does a review who doesn't have access to these tools check that this is just a cut place? Oh, we started doing this last year at the University of Africa conference, we right. went through that. Uh, there are various software tools that do this to check the now what level is acceptable, what level is not acceptable. Uh, because remember, you might have written yourself a paper about this and you're repeating some of the yes. same settlements <laughs> up. So how much um, uh, commonality or or, or. Yeah. is acceptable or not? issue. But yes, is getting used more and more. That's what the editor should do. And, uh, and, and, the, and the conference, uh, the organizing budget, not the unions. Well, okay. But, but it should be done. Yeah. you just wanted to, yeah. uh, uh, like so uh, want to check the of the major Yeah, the major it could like it. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> kind I of so, I'm with companies with are prepared building in business. Yeah. So, so it's there. It's so you keep people out. So interesting thing is for example, Canada, there's specific piece yeah. Mm. So you can really keep it out of you in and go, so you can't really keep out of but, but, but That's not the correct word, It's not keeping it up. it's trying to get commercial gain from no. it. That's the range. Are you using this for commercial marketing of the company? it's just a concept, of which of course originated in the company, yes. that's just a perfect example. But if you use research, case based research, the case becomes part of the That's not the name. It's, it's safe in the top. Case, research, case study research is a well-accepted civil science thing. No problem. Mm-hmm. Imposible. Yeah. It's the commercial game. I think that, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the last slide. This, this one? <coughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Dr. Walton, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not it's a long mark on that. Dr. Walton. Thank, Thank you. That's Hello.
0: You talked about a lack of research in terms of Why is. Yeah, maybe I might be wrong, but why is this thing today? only is post-grad. Like, why is it not instilled in undergrad? So that people can, like, young uh, students can know about system engineering and then they can be actually prone to aim for it, and then do a lot of, it. I think we can get more more masters and PhDs out of this uh, system engineering field when these things are still getting in undergrad. It's a contagious issue. Do we
1: do that pre-planned, ungraduated, or post-planned? The problem with graduate degrees, pre-planned, is you put something <coughs> in, you first put something out. So, what are we going to remove if we in here? That's the first question. Second question: it's pointless giving somebody an answer <coughs> to a question that is never yet answered. To a large extent, it's practice-based on real-life situations. That's where you need systems engineering. Yes, we can put systems thinking, for example, undergrad. But they want to be there That's the problem. And you were, yourself saying, and another i uh, Friday morning to before lunch. I'm not going to go there now. To have early lunch. That's yes, bank, you know, bank the stuff. Don't think of it. Undergraduate students are playing in research They won't take any loss. That's a, um, but it's a dangerous point. Lots of people make exactly the same
0: point. Okay. well, thank you very much. Uh, to me, for my small please. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you.